Welcome back to the Juice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Adamani. And alongside me tonight, folks, after a much-needed victory for our beloved Chicago Bears, is none other than the man himself, Madison's own, as busy as they come between college basketball and college football. In the thick of it right now is my brother, Nicholas Osen of 24-7 Sports. Nick, we are recording live after the Bears earned their third victory of the season on Thursday Night Football. How are you doing tonight, my brother? Really appreciate that lead-in, sir. You know, it's it's hard not to be doing too well after... You know, we decided to do kind of a live-like show, more of a reaction than a preview, and it wasn't perfect. You know, there were things that could have been better. There weren't a ton of disastrous plays either by any means, but we're sitting here a rare time. You know, these days of my schedule, you'll also see me in a Bears jersey getting to see the whole game, sitting here victorious after primetime. Nick, there is no greater feeling in the world than rolling into the weekend after your team has <laughs> gotten the job done in primetime on Thursday night with the entire country watching. And that is what we'll be experiencing as this episode comes out on Friday morning. So, folks, strap in for a wild one as we share our raw, immediate reactions following this Chicago Bears victory. And as always, do sup. All right, Nick. As we started the show with some spectacular news coming out of Soldier Field, our beloved Chicago Bears, not 20 minutes ago, got the job done at home in a true ugly grinded out football game exactly what these chicago bears are capable of especially without justin fields at the helm and granted we were going up against the worst team in football in the carolina panthers probably on both sides of the ball of course carolina did not allow us to score an astronomical amount of points, but Tyson Bajant and that Bears offense, mainly led by the running game of Deontay Foreman, was able to chug right up and down that field all evening long. It didn't exactly translate to points on the board, but everything was lopsided in terms of times of possession, First downs, yardage, the Bears led on all fronts. And that was because the offense was on the field for such a great deal of that football game and just squeezed one out late. 16 to 13 with the final score. And our beloved Chicago Bears are victorious. After 10 weeks of football, and we have the mini buy as we so much appreciate 
with a tough opponent coming up mid-November. Yeah, definitely a tough opponent that I'm sure we'll touch on a bit, you know, here and there at the end. We'll obviously have another show as that gets closer, but we're going to enjoy this one. You know, I will say something funny I hadn't even told you before. Uh, Rare, very rare. I took the Bears on a bet. I bought the hook. So I pushed on a minus three, which is just hilarious. But we're going to enjoy this one for, I would say, three key reasons. First of all, of course, it's our favorite team. Boom, they got to win. Second, these are tough to come by, as you noted. And I just realized as I was kind of getting ready for the show, two of our three wins have been on Thursday nights. That other one was, of course, more fun. That was just an electric showing uh, by the Bears against Washington. And finally, fun in the moment and good for the future. Because while it doesn't lock up the number one overall pick, it certainly truly helps because that team, I actually said to one of my buddies that I was watching this game with, I said, I almost feel bad for Bryce Young. That team is really bad. I, I thought the coaching would be better. Their defense is actually a, a little better than you kind of alluded to. I mean, they've been playing solid ball. Uh, you know, we missed Justin tonight. I think if Justin Fields plays tonight, he probably scores three touchdowns by himself, either passing or, or maybe one on the ground. But we'll get him back soon. Overall, you know, I'm sure you agree it's just refreshing. I think, and a bit of a relief. I'm actually forgetting who our second win was with. I know it was with uh, with Bajan, obviously, in this four-game stretch. But overall, we will take it, and we're going to enjoy this Thursday night. Nick, you said a few things there that really resonated with me and truly have me grinning ear to ear, and that is these Thursday night bears have – Pitched perfect games in that midweek special on Amazon Prime. Of course, the primetime Bears are not perfect this season, as we just lost to the L.A. Chargers not too long ago. But Thursday night football has been very good to us this season. Complete route of the Washington Commanders on the road with Justin Fields at the helm. And then tonight... Back at home after a two-week stint on the road between L.A. and New Orleans. The Bears got the job done offensively and defensively. Of course, special teams was a brutal area as the game started with a punt return touchdown by the Carolina Panthers. A former Chicago Bear ran it in for six someone who we could not stand on this team a year ago, cost us a win in a Chicago Bears uniform, and then tonight did everything he possibly could to earn a victory for his new team in the Carolina Panthers. But you said it best. The Chicago Bears defense was near spectacular tonight. Two names I have to point out. Someone I've been extremely critical of since he's been in the National Football League, and that is Kyler Gordon. He very well could have 
played his best game in the NFL tonight. Not only was he flying around the field in the passing game, batting balls away, true shutdown coverage, but he was blitzing the quarterback and making Bryce Young extremely uncomfortable in the pocket, something you don't see out of a cornerback really frequently in the NFL. You may see a safety blitz out of Jaquan Brisker. But good Lord, Kyler Gordon seemed to be impacting just about every play down the stretch. And as we know, things got a little hairy with the last few minutes of the football game in the fourth quarter where it seemed that the Chicago Bears were going to let Carolina force overtime. But no, the defense stood tall. It only allowed six points, two field goals, from a former kicker for the Chicago Bears, who ultimately cost Carolina a chance at winning the football game with, of course, a tough spot 59-yard field goal. But he did not give that thing any leg whatsoever. (laughs) And that was the true icing on the cake. I loved everything about this win. No, we were not there to win in style. We don't have our quarterback. We don't have our starting running back. But, of course, Deontay Foreman was the only touchdown scorer tonight for the Bears and has become someone that could battle Khalil Herbert for that starting spot when Khalil is back healthy. So I'm feeling confident. With this 10-day stretch, but to say we have a true divisional challenge on our hands next week would be an understatement because the Detroit Lions are one of the best teams in football in 2023. Yeah, Lions are are absolutely you know a very good team. I think they're sitting at six and two, I believe, uh, because they have had their bye and and they'll be back playing this weekend, but. You know, I want to give some love to a couple more people. You mentioned being critical of Kyler Gordon before. I wouldn't say I was critical of this player. I basically have just said I want the starter back, my favorite player on the Bears and one of my favorite players in the league in Justin Fields. But Bajit was okay tonight, and he made a couple big-time throws, quite honestly. The third and seven to ice the game. You know, a perfect ball earlier to Tyler Scott. I think that at times he got out of the pocket when he needed to. He still missed a couple dump offs, but you know what? He did enough for the victory. So I want to give him credit. Deontay Foreman, happy for him. He's really earning, whether it's the Bears or whoever, he's going to earn a few more years in this league, which is obviously big time for anybody, especially at that position. The big money man. Montez Sweat. Now, he impressed me tonight. I I think we're still waiting on the first sack from him, technically. But I believe he generated eight pressures, I think I saw. The the front as a whole, he certainly opens things up. Like you mentioned, Kyler Gordon on a blitz earlier. Obviously, just more activity around the quarterback. And then let's give a little credit to the young Tyreek Stevenson has been battling injury just recently kind of getting back still learning curve. You know, he missed an interception and I think allowed a pretty good catch at one point, but made a couple massive plays 
are the Bears going to make the playoffs this year? No. But with Fields back, guys like DJ Moore, Cole Komet, and all those guys on the defense I just mentioned, let's see them string together six, seven wins total. Essentially, the first pick potentially locked up from the Panthers. That team ain't winning more than two games. And let's see what can happen. So I'm not getting too far ahead of myself, but like I said, some reason to be excited on this fine Thursday. Nick, you're hyping these guys up a little bit too much to where I'm going to get excited down the stretch of this season, looking into late November, early December. But I said it back in August in our first episode leading into the NFL season that this year doubling last year's win total would be a major step in the right direction. And, of course, we sit here right now matching last season's win total with three. And there are seven ball games left on the schedule. And I see zero reason why these Chicago Bears cannot win three more games. Justin Fields will be back healthy next week. And with him at the helm, I think it's going to be a shootout against the Detroit Lions. Of course, we see the Green Bay Packers again. We see the Minnesota Vikings without Kirk Cousins again. There are some winnable games on the schedule. No, this team is not going to the playoffs. You mentioned the Arizona Cardinals. They are battling for the worst team in the NFL with the Carolina Panthers. So there are some winnable games. But of course, with seven losses, they'd have to be perfect down the stretch and likely have some help in the NFC to get a wild card spot. So let's be realistic. This team has squandered its chances of playing in the postseason, but there can be some fun had in the early winter watching this football team. You mentioned Montez Sweat. No, he has not had a sack in a Chicago Bears uniform yet. He got plugged in midweek going into the New Orleans game. And he's just starting to get comfortable in this defense. There were times of the game tonight where he was getting double and triple team as early in the game, he got away with a rough in the passer or unnecessary roughness on Bryce Young, just laid him out, setting the tone early that I'm going to be in your grill mix for 60 minutes tonight. And I'm all about the way he plays. I know the sacks are going to come. And Tyson Bajant, Nick, you mentioned him. My big thing with the backup quarterback, the Division II product, is that he did not throw any interceptions and he did not turn the ball over whatsoever tonight. It was a clean game. He was the true game manager, moving the ball down the field, didn't translate to points. But you talk about that throw to Tyler Scott. I have not seen a Bears quarterback throw a ball like that since Jay Cutler. Maybe Mitch Trubisky in his heyday, but a very tight window down the middle of the field. That was as crisp as they come. And you talk about a handful of those plays, you take them away, the Bears likely lose the football game. So I'm feeling fantastic rolling into the weekend. 
as we get to sit back and enjoy some stellar football. And let's see if we can go into late November, early December, and finish this season out with five or six wins. That was my prediction this summer was let's double what we had last year and keep Justin Fields as the quarterback. Yeah, you know, I definitely that is a massive uh, goal for me, specifically the fields part. I just I mean, I, I think you watch a lot of college football. It's a massive part of my job. So I'm following a lot of things. I think that the talent at the top of this draft, Caleb Williams, Drake May, similar players on on those levels, they're incredible. I think they could be special NFL players, but I don't see this drop off between them at the top and then fields i still think there's a lot of potential there does he have to show some things once he comes back and gets healthy yes and not only did you say there are winnable games but like defenses you can do some things against too vikings game is on the road but certainly the vikings rounds defense will be tough cardinals at home cardinals are terrible falcons have been playing worst ball recently and then Packers are sitting at three and five. I was skipping ahead a little bit. So I think if they can get to seven wins and go four and three, yeah, that'd certainly be, I think, impressive. I'm okay with six at this point. There's been a lot of unfortunate things injury-wise and other this season. But let's just see the growth. And I think we're seeing it with some of those weapons offensively. Certainly seeing it with the defense. Tyson Bajant, this kid has earned himself time in the NFL, which is truly awesome. It's a fun story. Let's get JF1, QB1 back in and see what can kind of happen. And you know what? Credit to Justin with all this chatter. He's out. The team's won a couple without him. I'm sure you saw. I'm sure you have still been tuned in, having fun with the guys in the locker room and celebrating the victory. I think I just think the world of him. And I'm really hoping that he can come back healthy and that the team can make things tough against the Lions here in about a week and a half. Nick, you sum it up perfectly there. And if I am to ever give credit to our head coach in Matt Eberflus, <laughs> it is rare. So, folks, listen clearly here. He was right in the decision to not rush Justin Fields back this week because. He was confident in the defense going up against a shoddy Carolina offense. Bryce Young, truly a talented young QB. But, Nick, you said it earlier. I had to look up some of the names he was throwing the ball to. (laughs) Good Lord. Adam Thielen, of course, he's been in our division for the better part of a decade. And Miles Sanders came over from the Philadelphia Eagles. But other than that, a bunch of no-namers out there with him. And I truly felt bad for the young buck. I mean, good heavens. Frank Reich, he's just biding his time thinking, okay, I've got a rookie quarterback. It'll buy me a couple seasons. He has no business being a head coach in this league anymore. Relegate him to a coordinator position. I mean, this was... <laughs> A game that most of the country was probably loathing having to watch because 
it was an ugly football game, but you have to tip your cap to what the Bears were able to do defensively. So, Nick, rolling into the weekend of football, you know I absolutely love giving my pick of the week. It has been rough these past couple. Hmm. So I absolutely have to bounce back. And as you know, I've been challenging myself with some high-powered matchups, and I will do the same again this week. For week 10, my NFL pick of the week will be the San Francisco 49ers down in Jacksonville, a much-needed victory coming San Francisco's way. They've dropped three straight after starting 5-0. and And, of course, Jacksonville has been lights out for the last month. I think San Francisco has to prove it on Sunday afternoon. And that defense has to provide a tremendous amount of pressure to Trevor Lawrence. Give me the San Francisco 49ers minus three in Jacksonville against a high-powered AFC offense with Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence at the helm. Man, you know, I think I've liked most of your picks, all but one, I think, really. And I don't make one officially. That's a great pick, I think, coming off a bye. They're a team that should travel pretty well. I really do because, geez, if they lose that, you know, buzz will get pretty loud and, and that'll be unfortunate around them. So I like that. One that I actually might play, I might have in a teaser, Vikings plus three at home against the Saints. Look, we just played the Saints. If we hold the ball one, one more time, turn it over one last time, the Bears could win that football game. I like Derek Carr. I've long been a fan. I think he's past his prime. A team just doesn't scare me. And maybe I'm buying into a storyline a little bit. I don't usually do that. But what I saw from Josh Dobbs looked somewhat translatable. I think that would be my favorite pick. I don't like high spreads, like I'm about to say. So I wouldn't pick the Bills minus seven. But similarly, similar to the 49ers, they need a win. Prime time, Monday night in Buffalo. Nick, you and I are truly on the same wavelength, and I appreciate your patting on the shoulder in terms of these San Francisco 49ers because this is a true get-right opportunity for them. That defense has been stifling for the majority of this season. But Brock Purdy has to get back to his true self in his ability to not turn over the football, it has to be on display on Sunday. And you talk about these Minnesota Vikings who are not really going to be a threat to the Detroit Lions in the division, but I absolutely love their trade for Josh Dobbs because – He played very well for the Arizona Cardinals this season, despite their ugly record. He came in last week on, I believe, Wednesday, maybe went through a practice and a walkthrough for those Vikings, then went down to Atlanta against Taylor Heineke making his first start for his hometown team. 
And you could tell Josh Dobbs was playing some free ball out there, just driving the football down the field and making plays on his feet. So he is a blast to watch, a true journeyman, as we know, spending time in Pittsburgh and last year in Tennessee, even some time in Cleveland. I mean, that guy has been everywhere. And, of course, he's not going to be a full-time starter next year. But he is a guy that you want to have in the locker room, and he earned it last week in Atlanta. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, it kind of made sense, too, for Arizona because Kyler is now back as well. So we'll see. Obviously, that's not a great roster, but glad to see him healthy. I'm definitely intrigued to see what they do near the top of the draft. But overall, three and seven and one of the best fields of a three and seven we have ever had sitting here after a victory, my brother. Nick, it's a true weight off my shoulders knowing that we have the next three, maybe even four days to sit back and enjoy some football after our team was successful with the whole world watching. It's never pretty, especially on Thursday nights. It's almost as if the NFL intentionally schedules the Bears to play against another mediocre at best team, not necessarily saying Carolina, but a few weeks back against Washington. The Bears have truly shined with the whole world watching, and I hope it continues down the stretch. So, Nick, I am extremely grateful for this win and also for the opportunity to be alongside you here tonight. So, folks, enjoy another wild weekend of football. Soak them in while we still have these weeks because, man, is this season flying. Thank you for tuning in, folks. And as always, to some bear down forever.